So, here we are again, Degenerates, the Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Brian Moran, joined as sometimes by your commissioner, Mr. Eric DeFusco. How are you doing tonight, Eric? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, I made it. So yeah. I stopped the battle. <laughs> I, made it, I, made it, I made it to reveal my shitty picks. That, that's the entire battle. We're glad to have you. Thank you. A special guest, Eric DeFusco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are also joined by co-host Steven Sampson. How are you doing tonight, Steve? Good, Brian. Good, Eric. What's up, Degenerates? Welcome to week seven. Yeah, right? Well, I we mean, almost halfway through. Flying match. by, dude. Flying by, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Already week seven. We're almost exciting at the halfway match tonight point. against yeah. the uh, one and five New York Giants and the one, four and one Philadelphia Eagles. I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happens in this one. Let's go, Eagles. Yeah, they, they sure do pick some winners for fucking Thursday Night Football, that's for sure. I, I mean, whatever they have to do to keep interest high. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we're going to start off with a little bit of breaking news. Breaking news. So, uh, all anybody's talking about in the fantasy community right now is that supposedly the Seahawks, among along with uh, a few other teams, are possibly interested in signing Antonio Brown. What do you think is the relevance of Antonio Brown coming back, especially to a high-powered offense like the Seattle Seahawks? Well, I mean, it'd be great for Russ if he went to Seattle. Um, would it hurt Metcalf and Lockett much? Yeah, it probably would hurt him a little bit. I mean, I still think they'd be solid options week in, week out, obviously. Um I got to be totally honest with you. I'm not really too excited about hearing this with Antonio Brown. Like, wait, what, what, when's the last time he was really relevant? Yeah, exactly. He fucked over a lot of people last year. I mean, the, the the year before, he wasn't really anything either. Was, last year was the year with the Raiders, right, with that whole debacle? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. It seems like a lifetime ago now. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, I just – I was shocked because I, I – didn't think you served the suspension if you weren't signed. That was my change the rule, but yeah. I used to be like that. It had to be. It, yeah, it used to be your your suspension started once you got signed. So the fact that he is eligible to play as of week nine is kind of kind of crazy. But I don't know, man. I, I'm not getting too uh, overhyped for it. Like uh, I feel like some people are, especially if he goes to a team like Seattle. Like I, I honestly, this might sound crazy. I'd be a little more excited if he landed in more of like a Baltimore, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because he he might actually could potentially be the number one guy there. Whereas if he goes like Seattle, yeah, he's, know, he's already going to be contending with Metcalf, Lockett, and. But uh, I, I it seems to me like Seattle's probably going to be the be the place. It's, that's kind of the buzz, but which is kind of crazy because all you heard in the off season was that Baltimore wanted him. But yeah, I, I think. I think this whole signing is so overblown. I don't think he's going to be relevant. I don't think he's worth rostering. I don't think he's going to perform well. I think he's going to be playing third fiddle out there. I mean, he's been on football for he's been out of football for a year. It's I just I I don't see it. I don't see him stepping in and just being that guy that he was. You know, don't care, Antonio Brown. I do not care. He can sit with uh, Josh Gordon and wait for his suspension to get up. If he plays football, 
it's going to take him a few weeks to get back into football shape. We're at week seven, so he can't even come back or get signed until after next week. So say he needs three weeks to get back to football shape. You're now you're at week 11, week 12. You're coming up on the fantasy playoffs. Are you really going to start Antonio Brown if you're making if you're going to make the playoffs? So uh, like in a lot of cases, I probably would would give a shit about a player of this caliber getting signed. But right now with Antonio Brown, I, I really could care less. I think it's just media. I, I really don't think it means anything at all. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're seeing people get really excited about it. And I, I think it's mostly name recognition, you know? Yeah. I, I don't think it has anything. I don't think it's going to amount to much. I think that's pretty much all we have to say on that. So let's get uh, directly into the good stuff. What the people came here to hear. Let's give them the boom bus players. The boom bust players. Kamish, you're finally here. Why don't you hit us with your boom quarterback? I'm going with the red rifle, baby. <laughs> Dalton's going to bounce back. And Steve knows one of the main reasons why Andy Dalton is going to bounce back. And that is because he is playing. It is not a. Not a primetime game, baby. Not a primetime game, baby. And he gets to play against that soft ass Redskins defense, baby. The front seven on Washington is really good, but the back four is not that good. I think even Dalton, you know, I and. I don't put a lot of that loss on Dalton last Monday. I mean, he didn't look great, but it was a lot. Of, I mean, you had Zeke coughing the ball up. That defense just was was on like fucking 50% coast mode. Like they just weren't even trying. <laughs> Dalton tried. At least Dalton was playing with some fucking heart. I think I just love the spot, love the matchup. I'm not scared of Washington. The Dallas has still got too many weapons. Like, I mean, he should be able to exploit this Washington secondary. Should have a good game. And unfortunately, this is probably a winnable game for Dallas. I don't want them to win many games, but ugh, this might be one. <laughs> I mean, you know, Dalton was the only one last week that had anything to play for. You know, I mean, he, he's playing for his future. I think a lot of Dallas has given up. And you've, he, you've seen all these reports that they don't like their coaching. They don't like their coaches. They don't think their coaches are doing a good job. I mean, everything says that they're... A lot of them are, are starting to give up, but I, I also have Andy Dalton. Just I think the matchup's too good. You know, once he once you kind of get the ball rolling, you start to score a little bit against Washington. I think people start start falling in line, and they'll say, "Oh, you know what? We're going to win this one. I want I want to win a game," and they'll play. You know, on the yeah. season, I think you're in real trouble. But this week, uh, I like Andy Dalton as well. Plus, you never know. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen's on the other side of the uh, ball in that game, and he he can very well throw an interception and give uh, Andy a nice short field, you know, um, yep. that's also on the table. All right. So that is our boom quarterback, Steve, who you got? So I'm going to ride the mustache this week against the chargers. <laughs> ride the mustache. I'm going to ride the mustache. He's uh, got a pretty good matchup against the LA chargers this week. And he's been playing pretty well. I mean, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, but, I think Sharks should be be back at 100% or at least 95% this week, which will help. I think the L.A. Chargers run defense is pretty good and will slow down James Robinson. So the mustache is going to be the guy. I guess I'll uh, I'll lead off with the running backs. I'm taking Devin Singletary against the New York Jets. He is a NFL player going up against the New York Jets. I. I'm not really sure how much more I have to say than that. 
I'm not on board with Singletary. No? No, he just he, Josh Allen's the goal linebacker. He's got no touchdown upside. That's really all I got to say about it. He's got none. I think everybody on the team might score a touchdown against the Jets. They're, 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 they're going to take turns. Strongly possible. I think I think I think some of the oh, defensive boy. players are going to get touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why that's why I picked up their defense in in the uh, Yahoo League. Yeah, I saw the Jets. I went, oh, easy, cha-ching. <laughs> um, yeah. How many touchdowns does Singletary have on the season? Because off the top of my head, I'm going to guess zero. Uh, I don't think he has zero, but I don't think it's very many. Let's see. It is one. zero. One. Nope. It is one. Suck it, Eric. Oh, against Vegas. That was like yep. his only decent game, too. Yeah, he's about to have a second one. Isn't Zach Moss back this week? Zach Moss was back last week. Last he didn't week, have yeah. he didn't have much run, but he yeah, I mean you do got the Zach Moss effect too. Like he might eat some touches. Like even if he just eats six to eight touches, like that's a lot. I don't think that backfield splits what we what I at least thought it was gonna be preseason. But He's going to eke some. It might be more 70-30. I thought it was going to be more 50-50. But it, I, I'm, I'm with you with the matchup, though. If there is a matchup for Singletary, this this has to be one of them boom games. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this could be a game where the Bills get an early lead and they start running the ball more. I think he could get a lot more volume than he's used to. You know, I mean, a lot of games he only gets like 10 carries. You know what I mean? You know, if he gets... If he gets more work, you know, I mean, like, like you pointed out, you know, his best game was against Las Vegas. He got, he got 18 carries in that game. Last week, he was not good. He only had 10 carries, you know. And, I mean, his, his yards per carry blows. Like, it's his efficiency is bad. But, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's the Jets, you know. I mean, that's pretty much where I stand on Singletary. The efficiency is not there. He hasn't been playing great, but hasn't been playing good even. But it's the Jets. I will take a can of paint playing against the Jets, and he's in my lineup. So, end of story. Eric, you don't like my pick. Who's yours? So, I'm going with a Washington running back, and his name is not Antonio Gibson. I'm going with J.D. McKissick. <laughs> it's a total crapshoot. One of them's going to boom. It's just J.D. McKissick just keeps getting out there on these receiving downs, and he just keeps getting catches week in and week out, and Kyle Allen is a dump-off master. And we just saw what Arizona did to that Dallas defense on Monday night and in week six. And, and it's just, I don't see how McKiss- if there's a game where McKissick's going to sneak into the end zone, I just feel like this is it. Um, it very well could be Gibson. Mm-hmm. It's going to probably be one of them, but I'm just, I'm taking uh, McKissick, believe it or not, has had more consistent receiving work week in and week out. Yeah, he has. I'm going to ride the McKissick train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Uh, Antonio Gibson is not what I thought he was going to be. It's undeniable. It was kind of nuts because I don't think he's looked that bad. I don't think Honestly, so either. I've, I think he's looked decent. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, he's looked decent. I think this yeah. is a week he, he, yeah. asks, he actually has a chance to uh, to do well as we uh, to do well also with McKissick. So, Steve, who do you have for your boom running back? So my boom running back is also in my favorite game of the week, the Jacksonville Jaguars and LA Chargers. Uh, I'm picking Justin Jackson to boom out against Jacksonville's uh, number five defense as far as running backs uh, for points scored against. Giving up about 30 and a half points per game to running backs, which is the number 
which is fifth. Um, I think Jackson had he has a very good opportunity in, in Eckler's uh, absence to boom out this week. Kelly has not been what people thought he was going to be coming in. Jackson's flashed in the past. I think this is another chance for him to do so. I've actually strongly considered benching Montgomery for him this week. I'm still thinking about it. I have too. I don't like Montgomery's matchup on Monday, but I don't know. I just don't like Montgomery. <laughs> it's just a product of volume, man. Yep. I know Jackson's questionable, but I think he's going to play, and I'm, I'd almost guarantee that I'm swapping Montgomery and Jackson. I will actually be surprised if he doesn't play. I saw the questionable tag, but it it would be shocking yeah. if he doesn't actually play. Yeah. So I mean, I I I like the I like the pick. I, I mean. Obviously, for for personal reasons, I'm hoping that Joshua Kelly gets more work, but I wouldn't go as far as to predict that. So, <laughs> if, if you trade him away, he's going to get plenty of work. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll be a future Hall of Famer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he'll put up 45 points next week. I guess that's going to bring us to the wide receivers, and I am taking Mister DJ Moore against New Orleans to boom. Uh, what? You guys love my guys, huh? This week. I'm I'm liking your matchups. So, <laughs> um, you know, I I definitely think DJ Moore could get into the top fifty. A great week had a great week last week. The New Orleans defense is still banged up, and Teddy Bridgewater's on fire. And I think he could have a really great week. I'm, I'm taking DJ Moore. I'm fine with DJ Moore. Um, <clears throat> I think it's pretty should be a pretty good matchup. It's a division game. You know Robbie Anderson's probably going to get the Lattimore treatment, so that should leave more open to get a little bit more work this week. Uh, I'm good with that pick. I don't mind it. Eric, who do you have at your boom wide receiver? Uh, so my boom wide receiver, I'm also picking a wide receiver owned by one of the co-hosts here, and that is going to be Mr. Tyler Boyd <laughs> going up against Cleveland. Cleveland's defense is like just so hit or miss. Like It's like... There's just weeks where they, they look good, and then there's weeks where they look like ass. Um, I mean, that team as a whole last week against Pittsburgh, like that was pitiful. <laughs> um, and I think this is going to be a really good bounce-back week for a lot of these Bengals, uh, you know, for Burrow. Uh, even though I, I should say bounce-back week because they came out screaming against Indy, and they kind of faded towards the end. Burrow, I think, played a lot better than most people thought he would. Mm-hmm. Um and I just, I love I love Boyd this week. I just love Boyd this week. I really, it's just more of a hunch pick. Um, but I definitely think he has a top 15 week. So I actually agree with you, Eric, because my boom wide receiver was going to be T Higgins. Uh, <laughs> same game. Uh, Cleveland's defense against wide receivers. They are the number three, giving up uh, roughly 45 points per game to uh, wide receivers. The only ones worse are Minnesota and Seattle. So I, I think there's a good opportunity for just about anybody on the uh, Bengals wide receiving core to have a good week this week, even AJ Green. But I'm not going to go so far as to say he's going to finish in the top 15. But uh, I think Higgins and, and Boyd both have the opportunity uh, that they could. One of them should finish in the top 15 this week. I was about to say. So do you, I mean, are you saying that they could both boom? I mean. It's possible, highly unlikely, but I mean, it is possible with this matchup. Mm. I kind of like this game for DFS. Not my yeah. favorite game. Yeah, but, uh, this is one that I'm kind of pivoting like off of the main, like the, the popular ones. Houston Green Bay is the the for sure one I'm, I'm gravitating towards. But um, 
I do like this game too. I might I want to try to squeak in some pieces from this game. And I'm gonna probably target Boyd. I'll play a little T. Higgins. AJ Green's cheap too. I might I might, you know, potentially. Yep. He's on the table too. Okay. So uh that is going to bring us on to tight ends, and I am taking my once loathed Logan Thomas against Dallas. Number 17 tight end. I don't get it. Dallas's defense fucking blows, and they like Logan Thomas. They target him. I'm definitely going to ride that train. I'm going to take Logan Thomas to boom for sure. Yeah, I don't mind that one either. He he was one of the guys I looked at because of the matchup against Dallas. I just, I wonder, and the reason I pivoted from him is I wonder if they give more work to F1 if Gibson and McKissick get more work because Dallas's defense is so much worse for those positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely see where Thomas should have uh, at least meet his projections, if not have a boom week. It, it is very possible that it happens. Dallas is what, um, like 12, the number 12 defense giving up points to tight ends. So it, it, it definitely is in the cards for it to happen. And that's that's like the thing with Logan Thomas. Like he was always getting the targets. He was getting the chances. Right. He just wasn't really productive. Yeah. Like with the, he was getting seven targets, but he'd catch two of them. Well, you know, I mean, he's been getting the looks every week. Last uh, last week, he actually had a good game. He caught a touchdown. I know that. Yeah. I don't know the stats in front of me, but he finally put up like a pretty. Well, like he finally the, put up a fantasy relevant game. His targets have gone way down. You know, he started the seat back when you fell in love with him. He was getting. He got eight targets, nine targets, seven targets. Since then, it's four targets, four targets, four targets, you know, and it's, I mean, like you said, he wasn't catching them. You know, he went, he had eight targets, four receptions, nine targets, four receptions, seven targets, four receptions, you know, last week he was four for three. That's really his only decent catch rate of his, of the entire year, you know? So, yeah, you know, that's why, that's why his targets went down. Cause he wasn't, he wasn't fucking catching the targets. <laughs> and I mean, right now he's the he's tight end 20 in PPR. So mm-hmm. he's not doing well, but I mean, like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as the, as the, the Devin Singletary pick. It has way more to do with who he's playing than who he is. No, the opportunity is there, Brian. I mean, it, it's a good sign that Allen is throwing the ball to him four times, probably more accurate than Haskins was to Thomas. So he throws a better ball that Thomas can actually catch. It, there's a lot of things that go into it. He's only... Last week was his best week with 42 yards. So he's he did catch a touchdown. So it's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I, I think the opportunity is there. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens this weekend. Eric, who do you got? So at tight end, not a great matchup. But the last time I picked a tight end who caught a touchdown in two straight games, he had himself a career day. And uh, I'm going to go with Mr. Darren Fells of the Houston Texans. Uh, he just continues to get red zone looks from Watson, and I think he's primed again to get, you know what I mean, to get more opportunity in the red zone, and I'm banking on him, corralling one of them for a touchdown, and making himself another fantasy-relevant tight end, because he had 20.7 points last week, Yeah, and I had him on the bench. But I think Jordan Aikens is back. He's not. Yeah, he sucks. He's not back. I, I have Fels as my pick as well. Um, Aikens is, is not. Uh, he's out. He's already hmm. out. Okay. Well, I, I he's listed as questionable, but I'm I'm reading it now, yeah. and they they expect him not to play. Yeah, he, on on fantasy pros, he's already out. Okay. Yeah, no. If if Aikens is out, I love that pick flat out. Yeah. I I would have yeah, picked it's him. Flat, it's no. Yeah. 
There's no Aikens. And it's like I said, I mean, he didn't have um, – actually, no, last week I think he had seven targets last week. I think he had two targets week, the week uh, before. five. Yep. But he caught a touchdown. It yes. Be, but it saved his week. Well, he, he, catch like, a touchdown, you know he was I mean? he was two for two with 57 yards and a touchdown in week five. But one of those was a 44-yard touchdown. Yeah. Um, last week, six six for seven, like you said, Eric, with 85 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he since Aikens has been out, out in, in week four, Fells has been productive. So yeah. I think Watson, that continues even when Aiken comes back because Watson likes throwing him the ball. I don't yeah. think so. Especially in the red zone. Yes. So, and I, I'm picking him up as a, uh, a bi-week fill-in and a, a flyer where I can find him just because the opportunities are there. I own both Darren Fells and John o. Smith in the Yahoo League, and I'm seriously considering playing Fells. Well, I might not have a choice because I don't know if John o. Smith's playing. It looks like he's trending towards playing. Yeah. It's hard to sit Smith, but... I... Yeah, but against Pittsburgh? Yeah, but he's playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, I have yeah, no that, trouble that's why mentioning I, him whatsoever. I'm seriously considering playing Fells. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I get I get your point about Darren Fells, but if Aikens is playing, I'm much more reluctant to play Fells. Because he... Deshaun Watson just throws to the tight ends in general. And when they're both on the field, they, they both get pretty much the same amount of work. And I mean, take either or, but I, I don't think that I don't think that Fells is erasing Aikens in any capacity. And this the same thing happened last year. Aikens was kind of the number one, you know, not by much. He's kind of a one A. And last year Aikens got hurt and Fells did the same thing. He came in and played great. And when Aikens came back, it was Aikens again. And they pretty much split the work again. I don't think that I don't. I don't. I don't think Fells is, is carving out a role in any meaningful sense. I mean, just just my opinion based on what I've seen. Because I followed Aikens. I, I I have been following him, and I I've been talking him up. I talked him up last year. I talked him up this year. He's a nice, safe little play, man. You know, when he's healthy, he he's a nice, safe play. I I love Jordan Aikens, and uh, I mean, he's never he's probably never gonna boom for you. You know, but. If I mean, if you just if you just fucking need somebody to play, that's not going to kill you. That's that's my dude. <laughs> oh, Akers is going to be that guy that puts up seven points for you every time you put him in your lineup. Yeah, you, you can pretty much depend. And for a tight end, um, I, that's actually pretty decent. Yeah, that's meaningful. So yeah, you know, and, and I don't mind Akers either. I I picked him up in uh, one of my franchise leagues, and I also picked up Fells. Just because of the history of Aikens getting hurt, yeah. So uh, I'm fortunate to have them both there, so I can just interchange them. But I'm optimistic that Fells is going to get more work once Aikens comes back. Uh, I would expect Aikens back next week because he was pretty close to coming back this week, I think. Yeah, and I mean Aikens is still developing. You know, it's like he is. No, they both are. Fells has been in the league for a long time. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, I mean, Fells has been in the league for a long time. Aikens is is heading is next year will be his third year. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what he can become because things are certainly trending in a good direction for him. I don't think he'll ever be elite, but he might be he might become one of those guys that you see getting drafted more in fantasy leagues as a as a as a, as a better play than he is now. Now he's kind mm-hmm. of an emergency plug in guy. Like when, when George Kittle got hurt, that was the first name I, I, I was like, I'm going I'll go get Aikens. Didn't hesitate. That was my dude. Fuck it. I'll play him until until Kittle comes back. Yep. And, uh, I mean, that's just, that's who he is right now. I think he could be a reliable starter in the future. So that's going to wrap up the booms. That's enough positivity for one night. Let's get straight into the bus. 
Steve, who do you have a quarterback? So my bust quarterback this week is probably going to bring in some controversy because of the matchup, but I am picking Mr. Matthew Stafford against Atlanta. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't have anything to back this up. This is just one of those feelings like I had last week with Aaron Rodgers. I could be way off where I could hit it right on the fucking head. I mean, Atlanta's defense, everybody knows, is fucking horrid. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I mean, uh, last week you picked Rodgers against a, a pretty good defense. You're picking. Yes, I, the, I'm aware. The worst. I'm fully oh. aware. <laughs> this is balls. Uh, just wait. This isn't <laughs> the ballsiest pick that I have in the bus. <laughs> I'm going to I'm just going to say that all four of my picks are rather ballsy for all my right. bus picks this week. But um it's just a feeling I have with Stafford this week. I, I like I said I could be way off um or I I could be very close. It it's it's going to be a tale of two Staffords. Mhm. So, so who do you have, Brian? So at quarterback, I'm taking the other side of that matchup. I'm going with Matt Ryan against Detroit. Obviously Detroit is nothing to write home about. Their defense is also not that great, but out of the quarterbacks that are in the top eight, he was the one that I said, all right, there is some inconsistency there combined with probably the toughest matchup in the top eight. I'll just, I'll take the combo, you know, and, and hope he gives me, he could, he could go out and score 50. He could, but I, see my thing with this game is I think this, it be <laughs> being as both defenses are fucking atrocious. I think this ends up being a, a low scoring game. And and I think that hurts both the quarterbacks. I think the running backs, Gurley and Swift, both have pretty decent games in this matchup. So that I'm of the same thought as you with Ryan. That's the same thought I have with Stafford. I think they're both. I think both of them are probably going to bust. I just think it's going to be a very low scoring game, and uh, I it probably won't even be that exciting to watch. Oh, okay. Which means uh, bet the game, bet the over, because Brian and I both hate it. <laughs> I didn't say I hate the game. I I said Matt Ryan might not be in the top twelve for fantasy. I never said it was going to be a low scoring game. Eric, are you ready to participate? I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes. Wow! In dude. a sweet matchup against Denver. Wow, dude! Wow, dude! I'm That's actually nuts. good with that. I'm actually I have nothing to back it up either. This is a totally off the cuff pick. That's ballsy. It's it's a divisional matchup. I mean, they're playing in Kansas City, so you're probably you're probably going to be completely off. But no, it's in Denver. I, I, it's, at, it? it's at Denver. It's at Denver. It's that, at that's Denver. what kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is at Denver. Yes. Yeah. You're you're right. So, but either way, I Mahomes has not been bad on the on the field. He's not been lights out for fantasy. He but he's still been putting up reasonable performances. So. It, it very well could be the Love Bell CEH show in Denver. And I have no clue on how he plays against Denver, considering he's played against them now. What? He plays good against Two. everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably yeah. lights lights up Denver for all I know. Yeah. It, um, it, he's not one of those quarterbacks. I don't really think he has one team that's his nemesis. I think he is decent against all of them, mm-hmm. you know, even even against New England. So. But if there is a team that is his kryptonite, it probably is New England because I know he has had his worst games against the Patriots. Yep. That's just Belichick. He yeah. has a way to do that to most quarterbacks. So, I mean, yeah, I think that'll definitely wrap up the quarter. We can't get any ballsier than this, guys. One of you picks the, the quarterback playing the worst defense in the league. The other one picks Pat Mahomes. 
<laughs> no, I, well, now this is we, how you deliver shitty picks. We, I was going to say, we do have a disclaimer at the start of the show. <laughs> if you want shitty picks, you come to the right place. So, uh, top the top eight quarterback shit is tough, dude. It, it is, is. It's rough. It sucks. It's, it's 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 rough. Yeah. Bust running back. I'm gonna take your boy, Eric. I'm gonna take Clyde Edwards Helaer. I've said all along, ever since the signing, that uh, I'm predicting a bigger split than people think for these running backs. So, if Edward Hilaire is a not the lead back, or b in a much bigger split than people think, and he's playing a top ten rushing defense, all of those signs point to Hilaire busting and. Why he's ranked the number nine running back on the week, I, I truly do not know. That it, it just makes no sense to me. It's because of what he did last week. Has yeah, to be. pretty much. Yeah, so that's that's why I, I'm picking him. It's not even fucking close. I saw his name and wrote it down. I don't even know who else is in the top fifteen. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Steve. Who do you have for your bust running back? So I'm kind of on the fence between two top fifteen running backs. I was going to take James Robinson against the Chargers on the other side of my boom running back pick. But I'm going to pivot on air to Mike Davis, who is the number three running back on the week for projections against New Orleans. Um, Just have a feeling. I'm not sure why, but uh, I think Mike Davis is going to bust this week. I I really have a strong feeling that uh, New Orleans is going to just shut him down. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to be scrambling around and DJ Moore. I agree with Eric's boom pick. I think DJ Moore and Ian Thomas. Brian picked a DJ Oh, Brian. Moore. I'm sorry. So I agree with Brian's boom pick of DJ Moore. And I think Ian Thomas also has a pretty decent week. For the first time ever. No, he had a decent week last week. Did he? Yeah. What in the fuck are you smoking? He had 1.9 points last week. Was it the week before? Oh, it was the week Might before the week that. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks ago. Week four against Arizona, 8.5. Yeah. I was going to say, I was like, I, was like, I could have sworn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's had a couple, I mean, he's had targets, which is better. But actually, dude, he has one game. That one game against Arizona is his only game with more than two targets. Well, he's got more targets than Curtis Samuel, so I'm sticking with it. Does he really? <laughs> I believe you. I'm not going to. I, gonna... <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up, but I think I'm actually pretty close. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually, you know, I'm looking at his numbers. This is the first time I looked at him this year. I'm really surprised that he doesn't have more. Like Teddy B's not throwing the ball to the tight end. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah, the Arizona match was the only one, and that was only because he had a touchdown. Otherwise, yeah, he had two for five for five, so. So, uh, Eric, who do you have for running back? We have running back. Uh, some people might proclaim that my running back pick is also bold. I am going with Derek Henry. Holy shit. What do you think? You still sleeping after that game against Houston? <laughs> yeah, he ain't doing that two weeks in a row. No way. And he's got a much tougher opponent this week going up against Pittsburgh. They got a pretty, pretty fucking solid run defense. That, that front seven at Pittsburgh is just vicious. And uh, Pittsburgh's defense is the real deal. And I just, I don't see Henry doing that twice. I don't see Henry doing what he did last week, this week again. Um, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game. I don't, I do not, I don't know why the over is so high. It kind of like almost one of those that made me fall out of my seat. I was like, I think it's 50 and a half or 51. Yeah. 
was kind of like, really? That seemed high. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be, I think this is going to be a slog fest. I'm actually really looking forward to this game. Two undefeated teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and the COVID rematch. Yeah, COVID rematch. Um, I could see this being like a Tennessee wins like 20 to 17 something. I don't, I don't think there's going to be many points. So I'm going to take Mr. Derrick Henry as my bust running back. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm actually, uh, for my bust wide receiver, I'm taking A.J. Brown. Just Pittsburgh. End of story. Steve, who do you have for your bust wide receiver? So my bust wide receiver, I'm going bold still. And I'm taking Allen Robinson against the Rams. The Rams secondary, they still have a pretty decent secondary. It's a Monday night game. Nick Foles is still throwing the ball to uh, Allen Robinson. He's not big Dick Foles right now. He's uh, should have retired last year, Foles. So <laughs> I'm taking Robinson. Yeah, I like it. I think that's another low-scoring game that between the Rams and the Bears, two good defenses. It, it probably won't be that exciting to watch, but it'll be the only. It should only be be the only game on Monday night for a change. I'm gonna miss that five o'clock time slot. Uh, tell me about it. I can listen to it on my ride home, but that's. Uh, I'm fine with getting back to the eight o'clock slot. Maybe maybe next year they'll do a seven o'clock instead of eight. I uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, when we got that five o'clock game, I kind of was a little jealous of the West Coast guys because like every Monday night game is five o'clock for them. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, those bastards. I mean, Sunday. Well, no, that actually, I wouldn't even mind that on Sundays either. Games start at ten. 10 so you got games at ten and games at one. Yeah, that shit wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, no, it's fucking dope. I don't know why we get the shaft. Yeah. I want everybody to see it. Fuck them. Yeah, well, we we don't get to see it. We have to stay up till fucking midnight. Everybody goes to sleep at halftime. All of us working schlubs anyway. Eric, who do you have for your bust wide receiver? Um, I also have Mr. Allen Robinson. I'm going back to back on him. And it's just not a great matchup. I mean, that Rams, Rams secondary, they've been locking MFs down, man. Mm-hmm. I don't really even have anything much more to add to it than that. Um, That's cool. You got Ramsey. Oh, Robinson's Ramsey's still Ramsey. All, all day long. Yeah, he's going to get Ramsey, so he's going to have a fight. He's going to um, get rammed. He's going to get rammed. <laughs> yeah. right. And like like Steve said, Nick Foles has not looked very impressive. No, I could have told you that as soon as you told me his name was Nick Foles. So at tight end, for my bust, I'm going back to him. I'm bringing the hate back. He proved me wrong before. He will prove me right this time. I am taking Robert Tanyan. Against Houston. He is the number six ranked tight end on the week. I think he will finish outside the top 12. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw it all over the fucking yard. I think the running back's going to have a great day. I just, I don't think he has to rely on that fucking bum. I think he's going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams, which is what he would have done if if Devontae Adams was healthy when Robert Tonyan was catching those touchdowns to begin with. Bear bet. Whoa. I, I would bear bet that as well. I'm totally in on yep. Tanyan this week. Yep. The only bum at the end of the week is going to be Brian. We got a beer bet. It's not nice to call people names. <laughs> Steve, who do you have for your bus tight end? <laughs> so my bus tight end is my boldest pick yet. Didn't think it was possible, but it is. I am taking George Kittle versus New England. Kittles and Bits will be shut down. Taken out of the game by Mr. Bill Belichick. He is their number one weapon. Raheem Mostart is out. Debo Samuel is back. But I think 
that we all know that Kittle is the number one target, the number two target, and the number three look for every quarterback on San Francisco. And Bill Belichick is going to take him out like he has the top weapons on the other teams. So, I mean, I hate it. I I hate it. I want to get behind it so bad, and I can't. I hate it. Um, That's okay, because New England's defense has looked like trash the last two weeks. Yeah. I am perfectly aware. So I New England has looked like trash, I think, as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that showing against Denver last week was just – that was yeah. disgusting. The, yeah, the defense looks almost as bad as the offense. I just – I. I just I really think Kittle A is too good to be shut down, period, by anyone. And two, I think that I think Belichick's gonna commit most of his resources to stopping the run because I don't think he's that afraid of the passing game. Yeah, but who are they gonna run with? Yeah, they got no Moster. Moster's out. Yeah, they got no Moster, but McKinnon? we we've seen them we've seen Mc... them run with McKinnon, McKinnon and Wilson, haven't we? Yeah. You have McKinnon, McKinnon and Wilson. Been... They I'm not worried about them. Uh, McKinnon's never been a strong runner. And no. like that's that's not what he's known for. I wouldn't be worried about it either. I'd I'd take my poison there if I was them personally. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of in with the Kittle pick. If I'm being completely honest. I Fair mean, Br- Brian, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting Kittle anywhere. Yeah. But, uh, he's he's still gonna have he's still gonna be relevant. Probably ten, twelve points, maybe fifteen points, um, which still probably could put him in the top eight for tight ends. But uh, he definitely is not 12. going to be the number one tight end this week. So of the the top eight, that's yeah. that's the guy I, I'm picking just because I think there's a good possibility that he finishes outside the top eight just because of who he's playing and yeah. and the way that they can really eliminate your top threat. I mean, he has to finish outside the top twelve. It. Well, whatever, top twelve. <laughs> whatever, I mean, top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, top twenty, what, top fifty, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's still going to be most yeah. likely inside the top twelve, but he's not going to be your top three yeah. tight end. I, I'm not a, I'm fine with being wrong about Kittle. There's really not anybody else I like in the top eight to pick that's going to bust this week. Other than Robert Tonyan, I agree. Yeah, no, you're completely wrong about that. But that's, <laughs> there's no way he busts this week. No. Uh, I mean, unless he gets hurt. Yeah. Mm. And that's exactly right. So, I mean, Gronkowski is another possible candidate, but I don't think so. Uh, I think I think he's pedestrian, but puts up enough numbers, probably catches another fucking touchdown. So, so I, I'm, I'm sticking with Kittle. All right. Standing behind my guns. So I, uh, I hate the Kittle pick, but I have been wrong once before, I believe, on the show. Uh, Eric, who's your bus tight end? So my bus tight end... Um... His current his game is currently being active, and he's actually off to a pretty good start in the first half. So I'll just stick with him. Uh, I'm going with Evan Ingram. I don't think he has any business being ranked in the top eight. Uh, he currently has Ever. six point eight points. There's under a minute left in the first half. That's a pretty good game for Evan Ingram. He's off to a better start than usual. Yeah. Um. I yeah. was gonna double. I was gonna do a double dip just because I was kind of cheesing. Um. I was gonna. I was gonna take Kittle as well. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I'll take them both. Just so I'm not being cheap, since I'm picking a guy who's already playing. Yeah, but he's yeah, on, he's uh, on his I, way to I, I not take... busting. I mean, it's still <laughs> I said it's still a good pick because he's not on his way to busting. No, uh, so that's why I was thinking like, I just ride the Ingram chain because it's looking like it's going to be wrong. Yeah, at this rate. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, yeah, I'm just going to ride the Evan Ingram train, and he's already proven me wrong in the first half. Um, yeah, it's like Steve said, like 12 to 15 points usually gets you top eight. As oh, a absolutely, tight end. yeah. 
And he's already halfway there, more than halfway there. So that is going to wrap up Boom Bust, and we're going to go straight into our Cosby's Deep Sleepers. Cosby's Deep Sleepers. So uh, if you guys would be so kind, I'm just going to go ahead and kick it off. I'm taking Marvin Jones versus Atlanta for 4500 bucks. Been an absolute scrub <laughs> all fucking year. Absolute fucking scrub all year, but he's going to do it against Atlanta. 4500 bucks is too cheap. You got to play him. I'm playing him. He's already in my lineup. I'm playing him. Well, I know I'm going to finish in DFS above one guy. <laughs> Can I go next? Because yeah, my yeah. guy is 100 bucks more, and he's way in a way better spot. It's Michael Gallup. 4600 I thought 45 uh, was the cutoff. Well, 45 is the cutoff. It's 100 you bucks. Fucking scrub. It's your who segment. Who cares? It's 46. Your fuck. segment. I didn't even look who the fuck was above 4,500. I don't either. Michael I go right Gallup. down to 45 and I scroll down. I'm only giving you half Michael a win. Michael Gallup. Wow. That's fine. <laughs> look at that. Michael Gallup is the pick this week in that shootout of a game that's going to be over there in Landover, Maryland. And he's got to catch these these pad, these touchdown passes. He's got to stop dropping them. This is going to be the week. Dalton's been looking his way deep. Uh, nobody runs more deep routes than Gallup. It's just it's one of those things where I feel like a big boom game. It's it's been due. Okay. And I think this is the week, man. I know I'm cheating. I know he's a little more than forty five. Well, you as also as... didn't pick a you also didn't pick a bus quarterback last week. So yeah, that's not cheating. That's pussying out. <laughs> that's pussying out. <laughs> so I, Eric, I like the Gallup pick. Um, that touchdown that he missed last week really wasn't his fault. That was just a bad throw from Dalton. I mean, he would have needed longer arms. But he getting the targets, and that's what's huge. Is uh, I think he had eight targets in that game. That's yeah. he's uh, getting a lot a of looks deep. He, he's getting that's a lot of looks from for. Dalton. So uh, I'm happy with it because yeah. I have Gallup. But uh, definitely a good good shot at DFS play. Yeah, I mean he he is so, getting a lot of targets, but he is not catching balls. The primetime game on Monday night, nobody catches any passes from Dalton in primetime. He he is absolutely terrible in primetime. Always yeah. has been, and I, obviously is going to continue that trend. So, but this is this has been a problem with Gallup all year, though. Well, Dalton's only been what for Gallup? Yeah. No, he was he wasn't getting that many looks with Dak. Yeah, he's getting he's getting the same amount now. No, I don't think so. I'm literally looking at it. Michael Gallup had five targets, five targets, nine targets, five targets, four targets, six targets. That's his entire season. Yeah, the nine target game, he had a good game, and he had eight targets last week. He had six targets last week. I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, so okay. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. But I like to pick. I'm also like going said. with uh, my Cosby's deep sleeper in the same game. I'm taking Dalton Schultz at 3,900 because I know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it it is nice if you if you can if you can identify a cheap tight end that's just gonna go the fuck off. It definitely helps your lineup, you know, because obviously if you get a ton of points and you don't spend a lot of money, that's really good. Do you really think Schultz could be that guy, though? Because, I mean, you're not really going to get a ton of value if he's just a middling tight end. In, in this in this game script, I think so. Plus, it allows you, by taking him at 39, it allows you to, to throw, you know, six grand or so in your flex spot for one of the running backs or one of the receivers in one of the much better matchup games, you could spend up for Devin Singletary, or you could spend up for Ronald Jones or, 
You could take McLaurin in the same matchup. You could take Galladay in that matchup if, if you believe in it. You could really go high and take Diggs. Taking a, a cheap tight end like that that's going to put up 8, 10 points or has a chance to boom, you, you could pick up one of the number one wide receivers or a couple of the number one wide, wide receivers in some of these juicy matchups. You know, instead of spending on a Kittle or, or or an Andrews or a Kelsey or something like that. So, yeah, no, absolutely. That's gonna wrap up the deep sleepers, and we're gonna go straight into our weekly Samson's deep flex play. Samson's deep flex play. So, I mean, the the first wide receiver that caught my eye was literally the same guy I picked last week, Christian Kirk. Again, in another soft ass matchup. I think he could have another big game. I I think. He has that safe floor, and there's a little bit of. Uh, I think there's still some upside. I don't think he's going to do it again. I don't think he's going to do what he did last week again, but I think he still has that safe floor because his matchup is so soft. No, I like to pick. Kirk's got a great matchup against Seattle, and uh, I'd be surprised if he catches another 80 yard wobbly pass for a touchdown, but I, <laughs> I, he's getting the targets from Kyler Murray, and that's, that's good. So, yeah, I, I like it. Eric, who is your Samson's deep flex play? So my Samson's deep flex play is actually questionable. and might not play. So I'm going to try to come up with a secondary pivot. But my my original look is uh, somebody who has actually been quite shite the last <laughs> few weeks. And it's going to be John Brown. I think this could be a good John Brown game if he plays. He's playing the Jets. He really, I did was, did he play last week or was he no. hurt? He didn't um, play last week. He played. Hold on. He's been hurt, but I, he he did play last week against Kansas City. He had four targets, but he didn't have a catch. So basically, all right. So it might, if John Brown doesn't play, my pivot's going to be Gabriel Davis. It's going to. So if if Brown, I, nah, fuck that. Gabriel Davis is my guy. Completely changed it. Fuck John Brown. Doing it. Doing it. Yeah. I'm because I don't think Brown's playing. He didn't practice today. Um, so yeah, my Samson's deep flex play is going to be Gabriel Davis going up against that soft ass jet secondary. Lock it in DFS lock, lock. all around lock flex play lock. <laughs> Fire him up, Shane. I know you got him. All right. So, uh, Steve, give us your, uh, Samson's deep flex play. So I'm digging deep into my bag of tricks and my Samson's deep, deep flex play. I'm pulling out Jerry Judy against the Kansas City Chiefs at home in Denver with Drew Locke back. Uh, Judy right now is the wide receiver 42. End of the week, you're going to switch that around to the wide receiver 24. <laughs> yeah, I uh, he has deep flex play written all over him. Like, he's not going to be it's that not boomer a great I hope matchup. for. But... It really isn't, but um, he is definitely the number one there right now. And is I he? think they've really, well, yeah. Cortland Sutton's hurt, so. Yeah, but. Isn't he kind of getting less work than Tim Patrick? They haven't really been getting good work to anybody. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean, but the work that Tim there Patrick is. Week four, <laughs> Patrick week four had had good. I mean, that was the week he went off. But before that, Judy had eight targets, seven targets, nine targets. That week he had four. Last week he had five. So, but last week they played New England, and there wasn't a lot of targets for anybody. So I I think that Locke really likes Judy. With with Rippy and in there, yeah, the targets went to Tim Patrick. Well, so. but but Tim Tim Patrick's had two has has had consecutive hundred yard games. Mm-hmm. He's been solid. Not, Tim Patrick. He has. I'm, I'm not putting Tim Patrick down, but it's it's nice that Tim Patrick's there because that's going to take some coverage off from Judy yeah. as well. So 
I'm no, I'm I'm legitimately asking: Is, is Tim Patrick the number one wide receiver in Denver? Because I, I kind of get the feeling he is. I don't think so. I think I think they're both the number twos. I mean, when Sutton's back, they're definitely both the number twos. Right now, Patrick's getting the better matchups uh, with the corners. So, I mean, he didn't have get, uh, Gilmore last week uh, very often. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know what I mean? I think Judy had the matchup with Gilmore more often than Patrick. And the week before that with the Jets, I mean, like you say, it's the Jets. So Patrick went six for seven for 113 and a touchdown. Judy had a, an okay game against the Jets, but not the targets went to Patrick. Well, that's kind of my point, though. I mean, it's a soft matchup. You should be able to get the ball to whoever you want. And it just seems like Tim Patrick is the guy they want to give the ball to. I just think Judy's been drawn the the, the better corner coverage. There, there is all. no better corner in New York, Stephen. Well, I would beg to differ. <laughs> but. All right. So, I mean, we, I think we got all that out of the way. So that's going to wrap up the deep sleepers. We're going to go straight into our head-to-head predictions. Head to head predictions. I guess we'll uh, we'll start with yours truly. We'll start with your your boy, your fave. Who's winning, me or Ricky? So, dude, I really want to pick you, Brian. I honestly like I want to pick you so bad. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I don't I blame you. Pick against Ricky, dude. I can't. And I'm trying. I was I was, I was sitting there trying to look for angles. I'm like, I gotta look for an angle on a reason why I'm picking Brian to win. And I've picked against Ricky a couple times, and it's burned me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, he's only got one loss on the season, and that was against me week one. And, and it's just like he just finds ways to win. I mean, we can't – like, nah, he's got a pretty good fucking team. Like, I mean – and but even when his team shouldn't perform well, he still finds ways to win. Yeah. Well, I just – I, I mean, got to go with Ricky. I, as, as much as I want to pick Brian, I really do. I just – I got to ride with Ricky. He's got Boston Scott in right now, and and he's got seven points. Uh, he, he, like you say, he finds ways to win. He picked up the guy that we all hate because the guy's been fucking trash all year long, and, and he has a very good chance to outperform his projection and have a pretty good week. So I, I'm also picking Ricky. Sorry, Brian. It's just I, I you I know you don't have a choice. You got to start Josh Kelly, but I'm afraid he's going to have a for now a, a crappy fucking game. You know. It's uh, I probably would stick Judy in over Fitzgerald and yours, but I, I don't know that helps that much. And the thing like with with Chark, like I feel like Chark, he's due for a big game. And I, I do, too. It's coming this week. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to definitely need it this week if you want to. Obviously, if you want to beat Ricky. Yeah, Rob's no, Brian, Brian needs huge games out of out of all his wide receivers this week. And Gibson's got to got to show up and have a big game. I mean, you, I really think you're going to have to to have big games from everybody this week to beat Ricky. And that's that's pretty much how I feel, too. So I almost feel like the whole thing hinges on Gibson. I trust my wide receivers to go out there and at the very least not fuck me. You know, I I think they'll have mediocre to really good games. I have really good wide receivers. If Antonio Gibson can do – if he gives me that 20-point game that he's capable of, I get a real shot. If he keeps giving me fucking nine points, it's already over. You know, it's it's a sweet matchup. He should go out there and do it. We'll see if he fucking does it. I don't know if Josh Kelly's going to be in my lineup because I actually sent out a trade offer and it's a uh, it's a real doozy. So we'll see if that goes through. <sighs> Fuck that! I ain't picking that piece of shit, Ricky. 
Marin over Ricky. You heard it here first. Standing on a fucking island. I'm lone wolf in this shit. Well, I hope you win because yeah. it'll give me a little breathing room in first place. Yeah, I know. That's the only reason and you give loses. a shit. <laughs> no, I, I got the head-to-head on him. Yeah. And spoiler alert, I don't think I'm losing this week. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm not really too concerned. But obviously, if you can get a little breathing. Anytime, any chance you got to get a little breathing room in the win-loss column, you, you'd like to take it. Yeah. So um, that's going to bring us on to our next matchup. We'll uh, we'll go straight to our co-host. Who's winning, Jared or Steve? Well, I think Steve's going to pick up win number two this week. Uh, it's been a little long overdue. I've been picking Jared to win pretty frequently, and he's been fucking burning me. Uh, that's not the only reason I'm picking against him. I just I I like Boyd the Boom. Uh, I love Gallup. I mm-hmm. mean, even though Gallup ain't in there, I just noticed. Um, <laughs> I, I can see why you'd be hesitant to play Gallup because it's like his, he's kind of like he's like twenty twenty digs like he's gonna give you thirty or three. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's it, not it, why he's not in there. But I, I actually have full faith in Gallup this week. But um, and he might end up in my lineup over Cooper Cup before the end of the weekend. Um, mm. It's still undecided. I'm gonna kind of. Now, what time does Dallas, Dallas plays at one? I was yeah. gonna see. If, say it, it, if it'll be it'll be a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Sunday noontime pick, but I'm still on the fence about Cooper Cup. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, he's got Robert Woods going uh, in the same matchup, so. Yeah. Plus, Jared needs to uh, adjust his fucking lineup because he has still uh, Miami's defense, Devontae Parker. Eric Ebron, who I highly doubt he is going to be playing over Darren Waller. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I mean, Jared has some decent matchups. Don't get me wrong. Cooper's in a good spot. Jones is, Aaron Jones in a good spot. Mahomes will probably have a good game, even though I said he'd bust. But that was more of a, I don't know who to pick type of bust. Um, but I like Minshew. I like Mixon. Mixon, uh, Cleveland is actually a team he actually runs well against. Um, mm-hmm. I love Hunt. Uh, I love Boyd. Like, I think Steve's going to get a win. And it's been, been long overdue because it's been a little while. Okay. Yeah, since week one. <laughs> Believe me, I know exactly how long it's been. Yeah, uh, it's been agonizing. But I'm also taking myself, Brian. Uh, ah. same reasons for for Eric. Uh, like I said, I'm debating on Cooper Cup and Michael Gallup right now. Uh, I'm not changing anybody else. I picked up uh, Tyler Higby to, uh, but I'm not. I'm not pivoting off of Hurst. I'm. I'm just staying been bouncing back up which means fucking play higby everywhere yeah everywhere <laughs> dfs put him in your lineups fucking five thousand dollars put put it on him to showdown showdown captain baby yeah. Friday night. yes exactly <laughs> he, he's, he's on my bench and i'm not pivoting so he's gonna boom out this week mm-hmm. so i might uh i gotta look at whether or not i'm gonna change my kicker out too i know only shane cares about kickers but it could be the difference in this game for me, so I, I have to investigate my kicker. You're going to have to do kickers on your own time. I disagree with both of you. I'm taking Jared. I just I, I think his team is better than it looks right now because he hasn't set his lineup. You know, the 49ers defense against New England, I'm fine with. I think that's not a bad play at all. And, you know, like you said, he's going to have Darren Waller in a tight end, I'm assuming. And No, I mean, I'm projecting with what, what I yeah. would put in for his lineup. No, no, and I understand that. I'm just saying that I'm just making my case. And, uh, you know, I like some of these matchups. I like them a lot. Honestly, I I do not agree with Gardner Minshew booming. I don't like that matchup against the Chargers. And 
I really, I really think you're you're cutting yourself off at the knee starting him. That's my personal opinion. Like I said, I've been wrong before. We'll see. Actually, have I have I ever been wrong? I don't know. We, we'll look into it later. Um, um, and I, I would say we have seven weeks of history <laughs> that you've been wrong more often than you've been right. Plus, um, Jared, Jared made I, what I think was a pretty big fuck up this week. I'm sure you guys noticed too. He fucking dropped a McKinnon for James Washington. I wanted to like kind of be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, McKinnon like McKinnon, starting. like there's no Coleman, there's no monster. Like, why you drop McKinnon now, bro? But well, well, he just he obviously didn't know. He didn't know, but yeah, I, I mean, but I mean that's it's still on him. Don't get me wrong; it's still a major no, fuck up. Yeah, no, he probably, he probably just saw the score from last week and said, "Oh, he didn't do shit," and dropped him. You know, like, uh, you know, guys know I've been more of the Nikhil Harry truth to here, but I would have cut Nikhil Harry over fucking McKinnon in a heartbeat. I would have cut Nikhil Harry for almost anybody. <laughs> Yeah, he's 100% cuttable at yeah. this rate. Like, uh, I don't know. I just, like you said, Jared must not have been aware that Monster was hurt and that McKinnon's going to have more of an increased role. Like, if he had McKinnon still and I thought he was going to plug him in, you could potentially, I would maybe be swayed towards Jared, but because he cut McKinnon, yeah. like, um, yeah, no. I don't, I'm, I'm good. Who's going to put in Chenault? I'm good. And it's like, it kills me that it's, it's for James Washington. Like, yeah, it's not who had a, for he, anything he, good. Yeah, he had so, like a Brian, halfway decent uh, game, but it's only because of a tight end. It's only because of a touchdown. He he would have had eleven fucking points without that touchdown. You know? Yeah, Jared made a mistake there. Yeah, for sure. That's going to bring us on to our next matchup: the commissioner himself v. Adisa. Eric, who's winning that match? Me. Short and sweet. I like it. Short and sweet. I mean, I'm I'm going into a, I mean, Adisa's been red hot, man. Three straight. Um, I'm happy for him because he had some tough losses mm-hmm. uh, start the start the year. Uh, it's nice to see him get three and three. Uh, get get to five hundred and have a three and three record. I think he's a playoff contender. I think his team's good. If he stays healthy, I think his team's definitely legit. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Breeze, especially yeah, he... for the rest of the season. Eric, I'm picking Adisa too. And I'm sure you can go back to all your head-to-head matchups. Uh, Eric's got 15 victories. Adisa's four. I always own him. You just have way better matchups. I mean, yeah. Uh, Adisa's yeah, want... been on a roll, but so you're picking Eric. I'm picking Eric. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I do own Adisa, not the. I know you do. <laughs> I'll say it. Wounds, you don't have but, to. But yeah, I'll... I think I've I've lost two two times to him in six years. Yeah, including playoffs. So uh, seven. Yeah, I'm definitely taking you for all the reasons you said. His his players are in bad matchups. End of story. I mean, and like you know, the buys, the buys didn't really fuck him up. I guess no, they didn't. Like, uh, how was Corey Davis a starting wide receiver? Like, what happened? Oh, because he took out Marquise Brown. Yeah, so the buys did fuck him up. So, Brian, no gas can between between Djax. Well, I guess he's got Greg Warden, so yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. And he's he's got two Kansas City wide receivers and, and two Philadelphia wide receivers, so he, he had to pick one of each. So I get it. <laughs> I mean, I personally, what I would have done, I, I would have put Tyreek Hill in my wide receiver spot and probably played either Malcolm Brown or Frank Gore in my flex instead of playing Corey Davis, but against Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I mean, but and why is Greg Ward in a fucking flex spot to begin with? We talk about this every single. I'm like, I don't even. Talk, we don't even bring it up anymore because we talk about it no. every week and nobody cares. Right. 
Put him in your fucking yeah. wide receiver spot so you have flexibility. Like, Corey Davis, how is he not a fucking flex? Like, come on, dude. I mean, he's I think Adisa must, like, do his lineup on Tuesdays and, and Sundays or Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah. Well, I know he's not the only one, Eric, but I, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. We talk about this on the show every single week, and every single week we go to people's teams, and their flexes are full of the people playing on Thursday. And now he can't yeah. he can't get rid of Corey Davis for Malcolm Brown or Frank Gore. And if Frank Gore, Frank Gore could twist his I mean, um, Daryl Henderson, he can. Daryl Henderson could he can twist put, his ankle tomorrow. He can tomorrow. put Tyreek Hill in as, to his wide receiver spot and still get rid of Corey Davis. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I do. It's, it's who the, the fuck was it a couple weeks ago? Was it Jared who ate both of them up on Thursday night? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, and he knew he did it too because he said it in the uh, the group chat about an hour into the game. Hmm. So that's going to bring us to our next matchup. We got Dickie facing off against Mike. Oh, uh, you know where I'm going here, baby. Going with Mike Dog, baby. Oh, He's going to pick up number ridiculous. two. You're ridiculous. Nope. Ah. Mike's coming in, baby. He's got the upset coming even though Kamara is in an awesome spot yeah wow. rojo yeah CD lamb rojo. chris godwin no it's dicky all day and night all day and night not no 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 nope not this week i'm taking dicky as well but i hate that, Ju- that juju's still in his lineup and there's a chance that john doesn't play or most likely that john doesn't play and is Fant going to play for sure? Do we know? I believe I think he's so. Still questionable. He's trending that way. Last I read, that's what I thought as well. So at least he's got a tight end to plug in. But I, Juju Smith-Schuster is basically very borderline droppable. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's also the opinion of many of the uh, much more accredited experts around the league. Yeah, but I'm still gonna pick Dickie. I don't know. I just got a feeling that Mike's going to win. This one's more of a gut a gut feeling. The gut. Going with the gut. So that's going to bring us to our next matchup. Shane and Nate are squaring off this week. Eric, who do you got? Shane. It's not even that. I, it's not. This is not my dig on Nate. It's just Shane's team's just fucking superior. Superior. Strong word. It is superior. <laughs> it's just where, like, this is the, like... Man, Nate's gonna probably want to punch me in the face. But out of all the matchups, like this is the most lopsided of the week. No, I, I would but, agree with you. Um, it, it's it's. I mean, Nate still got to like. I don't know if he has to play Acres. He does. He's probably crossing his finger and hoping he's gonna get McKinnon, but he's buried in waivers. Waivers. He's like eleventh. Like he yeah. doesn't have a shot in the dark. No, he um, he has to play Acres. He has no other running back on his like, team. That's just gross. That so. is just gross. Um, you can I I you just cannot trust them Rams running backs. I think Brian, you said it like you just you can't. It's gonna be so yeah. muddy. Yeah. And I mean, he's got Duke Johnson, bro. Oh my God, I didn't even notice him. Yeah. No, he Shane has to play because he traded for Taylor with me last week, but Taylor's on the bye this week. Yeah. Shane in a landslide. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Shane all the way. Yeah. I no, I got I Shane as well. Don't even think it's gonna be close. Sorry, sorry, Nate. Love you, buddy. Next week, Nate. Yeah. Next, we got Justin squaring off against Brian Martin. I am going to take, in the battle of 500s, I'm going to lean with the Redbeards Raiders. I'm going to take Brian Martin on the back of stellar performances yet to come from Evan Ingram and Travis Fulgham. Awesome. I can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Justin. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I I have Justin over Brian as well. <laughs> and as do I, because I fully expect to see Jarek McKinnon in his flex over Philip Lindsay. Because yeah. I'm just I I'm just going up a hunch that I like I said, Justin's smart. He's a Niners fan. He probably saw McKinnon out there and said, Oh shit, I'm picking him up. So mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, it's it's looking like uh looking like a round of Justin's and how many hold on real quick. Yeah, this is looking like it's going to be a fourth straight loss for Brian Martin. Started out three and zero, now three and three. But I just, yeah, this is just, I just Justin's matchups are just really good. Like you already touched on, Kirk is in position to have back to back boom boom games. Uh, Odell's been kind of overdue. I'm uh, not Odell. Holy shit, that was a decent team. I'm an idiot. Um, Tyler Lockett. I'm sorry. Like, uh, he's kind of had pretty – he ended uh, before the bye week, kind of had some pedestrian performances, 5.9, 8.4. Um, I think he's going to get back to form this week playing uh, Arizona. Love McKissick. He's my boom running back. Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's just Kelsey. Calvin Ridley. It's – yeah, and like you said, he's not uh, – Brian is not getting good performances out of Ingram and Fulgham at the moment, so mm-hmm. that hurts. But I had Justin from the rip. Yep, I uh, I couldn't agree more. So uh, that's going to wrap up the head-to-heads, and we're going to jump into a quick mailbag. The mailbag. So, friend of the show, Mr. Shane Sylvia wants to know, he says, Who do I start? Justin Jackson, Lev Bell, or DeAndre Swift? Jackson. Without hesitation? Without hesitation, yeah. yeah I don't I trust w- Swift I would two agree. weeks in a row. I don't trust Patricia two weeks in a row. Sorry. <laughs> I don't care what Swift did last week. You can't. You can't trust Patricia. You can't. It's Fucking a matchup. Agnew gets, Agnew gets right. carries. Who the hell's that? Yeah. Sometimes in that backfield. I mean, I, and it's the matchup, like you said. Bell, as much as I want to start Bell, I feel like you got to, you, you, you kind of, unless you really have no choice. I yeah. know I would personally want to give it a week just to see. Yeah. So, what I happens. mean, um, with Lev Bell, I'm definitely in wait and see mode. Yeah. Unless you don't have a choice, like I said, like like uh, Mike, as far as I, Mike doesn't really have a choice. No, he doesn't. He kind of has to play him. So, um, uh, so I mean, with Bell, I, I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna see how it looks. I like Justin Jackson. I like his matchup. It's it's a good play. I'm putting in DeAndre Swift. I he's getting the receiving work. He's balling. He's beneficent, and he's playing Jacksonville. I'm sorry, he's playing Atlanta. That's why I'm picking Justin Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take DeAndre Swift against Atlanta. That's, <laughs> um, I I mean, obviously, like Justin Jackson against Jacksonville is a, is a great matchup. It is, but I just I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna follow my gut and I'm gonna say DeAndre Swift personally. It's just even though like Swift had a huge game, like it's still a three headed monster back there. Like DeAndre yeah, you, Swift, he only played thirty seven percent of the snaps right. last week. You still Adrian got Adrian Peterson. Peterson. Right. Yep. Like that that's what I'm saying. Like I just don't trust Patricia. Like this will be Swift. Swift will have good games like he had last week, but he's gonna have games where he comes on and he puts up six. Yeah. Um, I I know that it's a great matchup against Atlanta, but it was a great matchup for Alexander Madison last week too, and he didn't do fuck all. And he severely outsnapped DeAndre Swift. Well, uh, thanks to Kirk Cousins, he also fell well, no, way I'm behind sorry. very no, he quickly. Didn't severely outsnap him. They were in a uh, come from behind mode too in that game. But uh yeah, I, I would just I trust Jackson a little more. I trust the workload a little bit. I think if you... All right, so let me re- rephrase this. If you need ceiling, Swift is probably the play. If you need... But if you need to... If you, you feel comfortable that you're going to win, it's Jackson. 
Yeah. If you're defending on either one of those guys for a big ceiling, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, I th- I think you talked me into it. I I think I, I think I would go with Justin Jackson. So, you know, looking at uh, when once you started pointing out some of the honors plus numbers, you know, I mean he, I mean he had yeah, I, I didn't realize how small his workload really was. Uh, he had to average eight point three yards per carry. Like that's kind of a that's not going to be a weekly thing, you know. <laughs> not not this year, no. But it's it's trending in the right direction. It's a good problem to have. There's going to be weeks where you're going to be able to, I think, just say, I'm going to start DeAndre Swift. Yeah. This is, this is, I don't think this is that week. So, I mean, unless you're playing against me in the other league, Shane, and then definitely start Swift. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I don't need Jackson going off again. Uh, put in Love Bell. Go with yeah, Bell. Yeah, put in Bell. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Is there anything you wanted to add, Eric? Uh, yeah, I just want to add this. Uh, I'm getting sick of watching Bucks games. I don't know about you guys. Fucking time. I've had enough. Yeah, that's silly. That's it. I'm done. I am so sick of watching Tampa Bay Bucks games. We're going to deal with it all year. Being in fucking New England because of that fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. That prick. Thank God I have read Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> so that I'm prick. just going to point this out. Um, not everybody may be aware, but if you use Yahoo Sports on your smartphone or tablet, you can stream other games than whatever is your local game. So you're not forced to just watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers games. Just throwing that out there. There you have it. Steve, do you have any parting thoughts? Just uh, set your fucking lineups on Wednesdays so that you're not putting your Thursday night games in the flex spots. It's, it, you're just screwing yourself, especially when you're competitive. You're, you're, you know, you're making a playoff run. Put the time in. Check your lineups Thursday afternoon before the games. Don't just check them once a week for waivers and once a week to set your lineup on Sundays, you know, participate. Mm-hmm. But uh, thanks for playing. <laughs> Glad to have you. So that is going to wrap up the show. As always, we can be reached by voicemail at five zero eight three four three eight zero one zero. It will not ring. It will go straight to voicemail. You can ask us a question. Tell us we suck. Tell us we rock. Tell us the picks we got right, the picks we got wrong, whatever your heart desires. We will play it on the show. I really don't care, even if you rip us a new asshole. We can also be reached by email at dddfantasyfootball at gmail.com, which I have taken to checking several times a day since I missed those emails before and felt absolutely fucking awful about it. So I am very, very consistent with that. And uh, that's going to wrap up the whole show. So thank you guys for listening as always. And please don't forget to set your lineups. Peace.